Trinidad and Tobago Computer Society podcast number 16, February 21st, 2009. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Trinidad and Tobago Computer Society podcast. Uh, podcast about local and uh, and overseas uh, technology issues. I'm David and uh, with me is Mike and Anna. So in our last podcast, we talked about Software Freedom Day 2008, and um, actually we've also quite done quite a few more things in 2008. I thought we'd just sp- take a little time in this podcast to talk about, just talk briefly about each one of those things. Yeah, um, last last year was that Software Freedom Day was only one of the committees that really proves that they um, are willing to liaise with us on an international level. So we now have uh, ICANN t- uh, talking with us. We'll talk more about that in a, in a little while. We also have, we're also interfacing with, with the government. Uh, we'll talk about that in a while. And we also have um, e-commerce, is it? That's right. That's the Ministry of Public Admin. Well, government. Yeah. Okay, that's the government as well. Mm-hmm. But, but basically what's happening is that it seems as though a lot of international organizations want to talk with us and liaise with us at, you know, at an international level. And we seem to be more popular outside of Trinidad than we are within Trinidad. So if, you know, if you're listening out there um, and you're interested in becoming more involved in the computer society, because we do need help for Software Freedom 2009. And other things. No, and other, just other things, yeah. yeah. yeah because if, you, if you're not interested in software, and, and open stuff, source, yeah. Open source. There's, we, we, there's we, lots we, of stuff. There's lots of stuff we need to do. We need to read lots of volunteers, but they have to. Okay, well, one of the one of the things we, we myself and Anna were involved with was the Bureau of Standards, oh, yeah. uh, which actually actually which started in uh, 2007. Actually, in yeah. late 2007, we were invited to join the, the the Trinidad and Tobago Bureau of Standards IT Committee to advise them on various ISO standards. Yes, yeah. so. ISO compu- well, computer IT related. Uh, ISO standards um, because the Bureau of Standards recently joined. Well, first of all, the Bureau of Standards already is a member of ISO, and therefore uh, they subscribe to a lot of, of standards and a variety of fields: petrochemical, electrical, and all that. And in 2007, they joined the uh, uh, Subcommittee 34, which deals with document processing. Gosh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the full name, but Subcommittee 30, uh, Subcommittee 34. So what, so what they did, they formed an IT committee and invited, and we were invited to participate on that, on that committee. And uh, various other com- computing firms were on that uh, committee. Um, yeah, as well as uh, University of West Indies and the University of Trinidad and Tobago. And we were basically representing uh, users That's right. as the Trinidad and Tobago Computer Society. And it was, uh, we got invited simply because um, I think it was a recommendation from the university that, because of our comments on our previous uh, on previous government policies, that and because, and because we also put this up on our website uh, for public, uh, um, you know, whenever we make our, our, our submission, we, our submission submission is also made publicly on our website. So, um, so we were, we were invited and we looked at one of the things that the standards was looking at was. Uh, DIS two nine five five hundred, which is DIS stands for 
have to see a lot. ISO has a lot of uh, terminology and acronyms. I must say, uh, DIS stands for Draft International Standard, and uh, the two nine five hundred is is uh, is the open open XML f uh, file format. Yeah, the uh, open Office XML. Thank you. Are you sure? Uh, open yeah, Office. Uh, office Open. There you XML. go. <laughs> Now, now, folks, I'm, I'm going to take an aside here for a minute. You, you need to understand the level that these people have been, been in it, that Devonant just called that long string of characters from memory because he's got <laughs> no paper in front of him. And, no he just, and he just called all of that from memory. You know, that, that is true geekdom, guys. <laughs> you, know, you know, kudos there. Anyway, how, did, how was our submission received so, by yeah, the international so, community? Uh, well, um, so we made, that, was our, that was the key uh, standard that was under for discussion, and uh, we made a submission that we also made publicly on our website. So yeah, you will see it in the show notes. Um, in fact, if you just Google TTCS and DIS two nine five hundred, you should find them. But um, but yeah, it was actually I, I, I think we we addressed the issues that the Bureau standards uh, criteria adequately and so forth. Yeah. Uh, we, we recommended to abstain from the. Uh, that the bureau standards should abstain from the uh, from voting on it, you know, based on because it's a, because the specification was kind of a large specification, it's six thousand pages, and so which well, uh, well, I, I I have not read the entire six thousand page specification, and I don't claim to understand every single uh, line in it. I don't know, and I don't make that clear. No, me neither. Okay, <laughs> so uh, so. Uh, but, but that, yeah, well, I mean, our our submission was was pretty well received in terms of of its completeness, mm -hmm. and the fact that we we took into account both sides of the the actual uh, situation, and, and, and we had a lot of feedback from our users as to what was needed and what people thought about the the standard, and uh, actually we we got some international recognition for it as well. Um, Andy up in Grove, which had a, a a lawyer who was tracking this issue and, and um, is is uh, who's actual um, actually the inter document formats and, and uh, format standards uh, thought it was actually a, a well thought out submission. So he's uh, he's based in the states. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we do have some international recognition yes. for that for that contribution. And uh, I think, if I remember correctly, the vote eventually um, the bureau was, was cast and was eventually cast. They cast in favor of it. Yeah, yeah and so approval. now it's now a, it's now an ISO standard. Well, actually, is it? Um, there was there was some controversy over it. Um, you know, I'm not even fully certain of what exactly has happened. I, I, because I don't think it's been published as a standard. I could be wrong. Not yet. There have been some issues with it. Well, we 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 can have something later on with. Yeah, we can more into that later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so well, since then, the Bureau of Standards um, has been looking at adopting uh, ISO two seven zero 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 series of uh, standards, and they relate to security. Uh, security. Um, uh, what's the word? It's not security. It's not. A, it's not a, It's from a vendor neutral standpoint. How you approach computer security in your business and your in, in your business. Like what are the standards you should look at when the procedures should be documented and so forth. 
And uh, so it's a, it's a full series, 27001, 27002, 3, 4, and 5, and all dealing with various aspects of it. And the idea being is that the Bureau of Standards wants to make out a voluntary standards for Trinidad and Tobago. Well, I hope the documentation leaves, um, leaves some allowances for the differences in the OS, because some OSs are more secure than others. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's a vendor neutral type of thing. Because, for example, you know, you talk about it talks about the physical security. You know how you should secure. Right. You know, proper you def- should define define proper access to it. You know, shouldn't list list anybody in your company access it. You should define your levels of mm-hmm. access and how you secure against unauthorized access and so forth. And what has what happens is that the the one of the standards deals with how you how you are certified in this ISO standard. Sort of like how, um, oh gosh, there's always a ISO standard that's always been pe- companies. 9,000. That's right, yeah. So, so it's, it's that kind of type of thing. So, so unfortunately, the standards aren't publicly available to say we have a copy of it, paper copy of it. And if you're interested in these standards, I mean, well, you can let, you can, we could, you can ask us and we can try to get it through to the Bureau of Standards. But you can also contact the Bureau of Standards directly and arrange to visit their library there and see the see the uh, paper standard uh, for yourselves. Uh, so, so that's one of the things for the Bureau of Standards that we have been working on since last last year. Now, aside from aside from uh, the Bureau of Standards, you've got some upcoming stuff with ICANN. That's right. Uh, the ICANN. Uh, uh, the Internet Corporation for Assigning the Numbers, and we are, we are a recognized at-large structure. Okay, now, now I can't can basically the folks who govern how a web name is structured, how, the, how you can, what you can call your website, whether it's www.amazon.com, or you, they, they determine the format that you can have your name for your website. Uh, Yes, that sort of uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Um, they are responsible for how domain names, what are called domain names, and how they are structured, that how you register domain names, uh, the, the, and uh, the data that's collected when you register a domain name, um, and the procedures for, well, how it works. And the fact that, you know, for the most part, you know, the domain name system works so well, uh, I guess it's a testament to how good it, how good it is. But it, but yeah, ICANN is looking, and people are, globally, people are looking to do different things with the domain name system, uh, but ranging from and has been been ranging from various things, and uh, and what ICANN has done within the past two years, allowing these things what they call the at large community, you know, because you know criticism has been that ICANN is only just for big big businesses and so forth and. And so forth, and end users don't get representation. And ICANN, to, to its credit, has been has been going on a significant outreach. You know, they 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 visited Trinidad and Tobago in two thousand and six, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, and we recorded we recorded that uh, that uh, that meeting, and we have a transcript of it, in fact, on our on, on our website. And uh, what 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 happened? What happened soon after was that we were. You we invited to become a at-large structure. I, they, generally, how ICANN is trying to do this, they're trying to get uh, the different e- computer user groups to join as at, what they call at-large structures, and and so that uh, 
the, these at-large groups within each region, and there are five regions according to ICANN, and even that is under debate as, as well. We're in the Latin American and Caribbean region, and therefore we call it the Latin American and Caribbean Regional At-Large Organization. Habla mm, Espanol? Yes, there actually a lot of it is, yes, in Spanish. A lot of it's in Spanish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in fact... So um, we need to remind them that just because we are geographically uh, close to Latin America does not mean that we speak Spanish by default. Well, I mean, have you looked at the government uh, uh, signs around the... That's beside around the point. That, a lot of it is in Spanish. That's beside the point. We speak English. It's our primary language, yes. But Spanish, you never know. Three more, three more years. there. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, so going back to the ICANN stuff, uh, and what's happening is that in the ICANN is having its uh, next meeting in Mexico City from February 29th to March the 5th of 2009, and I'll be, att- uh, I'll be attending as the at-large representative for the Trinidad Tobago Computer Society. Uh, and uh, what, they're, what they're doing is they're having an at-large summit where all the individual uh, you know, user groups are going to be there and so forth from well, around the world, actually. So uh, it will be very interesting. So you're having an at-large summit. And what has, what has happened is that they have, uh, it's been broken down into five working groups. So if you have a particular interest in a particular topic, you, know, you join one of these working groups. And at the summit, we'll be expected to come up with a statement regarding a particular policy at ICANN that's under consideration. Uh, I, I, uh, well, I'm involved in what, what is called Working Group 3, which is on new um, generic top-level domains. Uh, the idea being is that ICANN wants to be able to introduce new top-level domains. So if we want to register, instead of you know, .com or .tt, you can have different names, like if you want to register .port of Spain or dot Trinidad, or dot Tiluxing, or dot, uh, dot whatever, you, you know, you, 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 you would be able to do so. I mean, so what, ha- what has happened is I kind of has put out an applicant guidebook, which is a fairly lengthy document, and it's available, and a second version was just released on yesterday. Uh, so yesterday will be the 20th of February. Yes, yesterday will be, actually, yeah, 20th of February. And uh, so, there's, so there's, uh, there's lots of things you have to look at in terms of this. And the problem isn't so much the technical, but rather the, the problems when, well, when pe- pe- people tend to associate words with, with meaning. Yeah. Um, I mean, for example, uh, I mean, an example I came up with is like, if somebody wanted to register the, the North American Zookeepers Institute, you may think, okay, that sounds good. Okay. Until you look at the acronym. Until you look at, well, it's N-E-Z-I, which, you know, again, has a certain connotation uh, that's not necessarily related mm-hmm. to, the, to the North, Ameri- North American Zookeepers Institute, which may or may not exist. But, uh, yes, that was just, that was just an <laughs> example. It's not intended to have any kind of relation to any organization <laughs> living in otherwise. Yes, right. <laughs> Uh, but of course, then there's other things like, for example, what, what if somebody wants to register a .god domain? Who, who would be who would run the .god? Or you know, other religious figures? Or you know, if, you know, all those things. And of course, suppose somebody registers a vulgar name. What, what, yeah, what happens? Yeah, let's not even go down that road. You know, um, so so they have it's so they have those kind of uh, 
problems you have to look at. So uh, the draft guide, is, the, the, the second application guidebook is already out. So, uh, well, again, uh, since I'll be involved in it and I'll be trying to work with the other at-large structures in Mexico, you know, please do definitely, uh, you know, send, some, send your thoughts and opinions about it. Uh, there are other working groups out there. There are other working groups uh, that the at-large structures are working at. Um, one is things like ICANN Transparency and Accountability, uh, the Future Structure and Governance of ICANN, uh, At-Large Engagement in ICANN, and uh, what was the fifth one? I think the fifth one was DNS Security Issues within ICANN's uh, remit. This is doing things, doing things like DNSSEC, which is a, a meant to be a, a better way of securing DNS uh, from uh, phishing attacks because there was a, there was a recent flaw in the, in the in the domain system that was discovered by a researcher last year. And a lot of vendors, including Microsoft, and started releasing patches because you had to patch not just your... It was, a, it was a quite a system-wide thing. It was not just uh, operating systems, but routers and, you know, the ISP at the ISP level. Anything that dealt with DNS, basically. Yeah. Had to, you know, because it was a... a, a, a well, we should be we should be pointing out that a phishing attack has nothing to do with casting a line off of a boat. Uh, oh, okay. We're talking about we're talking about people who come up with domains that, or I should say, websites that look as if they belong to a different website, yeah. but in fact they're not, and they they are they are designed specifically to do, to do nothing more than to get information from you by looking like another website. For instance, you you might have a website that for instance, maybe it looks like Amazon.com or maybe it looks like your local bank. And um, essentially what they do is they ask you to, to check on your account and you, you put in your user ID and your password and what happens is, is that it captures that information and um, stores it for some sort of nefarious use. Okay. Having nothing to do with your bank or Amazon.com whatsoever. And that is referred to as phishing. That's P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. I do not know who came up with the PH and why it was spelled that way, but that's the way it is. I'm sure it's on Wikipedia. I, yeah, have a look on Wikipedia. But that's, that's essentially what it is. And um, that flaw in DNS was actually fairly serious. Mm -hmm. So that, uh, that was... But I should also say that, you know, um, a lot, the, I, the great thing about ICANN is that all of the meetings are streamed online and so forth. So once you have a broadband connection, uh, you can listen in on all of the presentations and so forth. And uh, and there's a lot of it, uh, there's a lot. I think you can easily go into a whole podcast in at length on these things. So maybe we should. Maybe we should. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I'll see if anything. It'd be good if um, what, if uh, persons are willing to tackle a particular aspect and be able to report back to the group on the various issues. You know, IPv6, uh, DNS security. Uh, .tt, which is our country code top-level domain, not so much an ICANN issue, but but it is, it is a related issue. So if, again, if you're interested in, 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 in various uh, internet issues regarding uh, that ICANN is involved with, and and also I should say also ICANN within the past year, ICANN has redone their website, so there's a like a, a public comment site, so you can see exactly what things are out for public comment and what you can submit to. So you can you can check that out, and of course, if you are interested in that, you know, please you know please let me know because I mean there are ongoing working groups that you know we can join you know you can join immediately and 
help uh, you know shape you know uh, have your 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 view views uh, made public so that it can be taken into account. You take a hand in shaping the future the future look and feel of the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but somewhere during that podcast, we had a lot of noise in the background. This is the Saturday before Carnival. Yeah. Sure. So if you if you heard a bit of the noise, that that's basically what it was. We had. Uh, a music truck going past in front of the building and uh, no amount of soundproofing can get past 300 decibels and 4,000 watts of power of music. So that's what you were hearing in the background. So, Dev? Okay, great. Uh, well, th- well, thanks for listening. And if you want to send your comments regarding this podcast or about any or about the Toronto Bay Computer Society, please do so online at, by sending an email, so I should say, at, to admin at ttcs.org Thanks for listening.